This is the Good Neighbor Podcast, Virginia Beach, the place where local businesses and neighbors come together. I'm your host, Kim Cecchio. Hi, and welcome to the Good Neighbor Podcast, Virginia Beach. I am here with some special guests this morning, uh, locals' favorite, Andersons, um, with the owners, Melissa and Jason Blanchett. Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. We're excited to be here. Yeah, thank you. So, um, yeah, for anybody who, I I mean, I don't know who wouldn't be familiar uh, with Andersons, but for anybody that's listening that isn't familiar, please just share a little bit about your business. So we are a family business. Um, The original location actually opened in 1954 in Newport News. And the Virginia Beach location opened about eight years ago. We're a garden center, boutique, restaurant, gift, and family fun. Yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah, when I, I, when I think about it just opening eight years ago, I, I, it's kind of like surprising because I just feel like it's been a staple in our community for so long. Um, I know that, you know, like you said, there's the Newport News, um, but just in Virginia Beach. Um, so, well, how did, how, I know it's a family business, so could you give a little bit of a background about, I guess, how it all got started? Sure. You, you want to go? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so, a, a very, very, very long time ago, uh, in in the 50s, my, um, so the, the family, the, the business name, Andersons, is a family name. Um, it's my step-grandparents that started the business. Uh, back in the 50s in Newport News, and my step-grandfather was an electrician at the Newport News shipbuilding, but always had a passion for plants, and he built my step-grandmother her very first greenhouse, uh, actually using some parts that he would bring home from the shipbuilding that they would allow him to, to bring home occasionally, um, and so that's kind of where it started. It was a passion project, just a really small greenhouse on their property on Jefferson Avenue, Newport News. Um, and then that turned into uh, a much larger operation in the 70s when my step grand, my stepfather uh, came back from Virginia Tech and bought the business from them. And uh, I was working in Atlanta in restaurants at the time. And he called me and said, hey, I've got an idea about putting a restaurant inside of our garden center. You think you can come help me with that? And so one thing led to another and I found myself back in Newport news in 2005 and the rest was history. So we uh, came back, built the restaurant in Newport news, then eventually took over that location and then decided we'd like to replicate the business model. And so looked for a while and finally landed on a big cornfield on Fisher Arch. Very cool story. Um, who would have thought a restaurant in a <laughs> in a um, plant shop? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool. It's, actually, it's very European. Most of the European oh, nice. garden centers have restaurants inside. Oh, so nice. That's kind yeah. of where the idea originated from. So, is there family still living? on that side of the water, and then you all are over here in Virginia Beach? No, actually, his parents moved to Virginia Beach um, right about the same time that we did. So they're over here, but they're retired. They spend a lot of time in Florida. Um, So 
we, Jason and I are in Newport News a few times a week, and then we have a really great team over there as well. Okay, great. So tell us some, uh, maybe some myths or misconceptions that people have either about the industry or Anderson's or anything you kind of like come across um, with your business. Um, I would say one of the big things is, um, especially on this side, is that people think we, like, they don't know that our plants are homegrown. Um, so I think people are really surprised when they hear that we have a huge area for production in Newport News. So we have a whole team in Newport News and six acres that we devote completely to plant production. So almost half of the plants we grow that we sell um, are, are ones that we have grown in Newport News ourselves. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Um, well, I know that you all live in Sandbridge and yes. probably have a lot of fun out there. Um, so when you aren't working, what are you doing for fun? Hanging with our girls. All kinds <laughs> of stuff. We have three very active little girls. Uh, they are all very much into snowboarding. Um, so in the winter, it, it kind of works for us because that is our slower time when it comes to the stores and the restaurants. Uh, so we do quite a bit of traveling. Uh, they are all uh, nationally ranked snowboarders. So we do a lot of traveling in the winter with that. Um, and then in the summer, it's usually on the back of a boat, either tubing or on a wake surfboard or a wakeboard. Nice. So uh, everything kind of translates, I guess, to, to the whole board idea of board sports. Yeah. Uh, so what ages are they? Nine, 11, and 13. Oh, okay. I yeah. have three, the same ages. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know how much fun you guys are having right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, uh, so where do you mine? Actually, we went to Hood, Hood River this um, spring break and okay. my kids went snowboarding for the first time. So um, we're awesome. we're not into winter sports. I've never skied or anything like that. But my sister lives out there and they just had the best time ever. So where do you typically go to do that when you're traveling during the winter? I'm, I mean, you I know you said a lot of different places. What's your favorite, I guess? Well, their team is out of Wintergreen. So okay. they're on the Wintergreen free ride team. So we're up there a lot. Um, and then they're in the Appalachian series, which is Seven Springs, um, Snowshoe, Massanutten, Wintergreen. But Nationals is in Copper uh, Mountain in Colorado. So okay. that that's always a really fun and whole different kind of mountain when you go mm -hmm. out west. Mm -hmm. So we do love Copper. Wow. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, well, it's kind of switching gears. Um, can you share with us like a hardship that you have experienced, whether professionally or personally? And I don't know if one of you wants to answer or both, but, um, you know, just something that you kind of went through. I feel like everybody, especially entrepreneurs, they go through something really difficult and it helps to mold them into the person they are today or get them to where they, they are today. So can you think of something that, that you can share with the listeners? Sure. I mean, there's, uh, well, there's too many to list, but yeah. I mean, obviously that's, that's what makes for a strong entrepreneur is being able to overcome that adversity. 
um, and having the drive to just put your head down and keep moving because you have no choice because you've got, in our case, 120 families that rely on the decisions that we make on a daily basis. Um, but COVID-19 was probably in, in the most recent years, one of the most tough um, times for our business. Uh, I still remember the phone call that I had to make uh, that, that essentially shut down our restaurants and we had to lay off over 50 people overnight between two restaurants because the governor at the time uh, shut all indoor dining down. Um, even at the time it was outdoor dining as well. We had to go to all to go. Um, so that's, that's not an easy call to make, especially as I said, when, when you know that every decision that you make affects not just that team member, but their family as well. Um, you know, and, and we attempted to offer them other positions. Uh, we, kind of skated through um, because we are in the garden center industry. Um, we sort of pseudo considered ourselves an essential business um, because they lumped hardware stores in the state of Virginia into that. Uh, so we figured, well, if Home Depot can stay open, then why can't we? Uh, so we did stay open and, and we attempted to offer a bunch of our restaurant staff um, that we were going to have to let go of. Uh, at the time, we didn't know whether it was temporary or permanent. Um, but uh, I, I'll never forget those calls that I had to make. And, and that was probably one of the lowest points of my entrepreneurial career. Um, just knowing that, again, you, you've got to make that decision. Um, and there's nothing that you can do about it. We had no control. That was government enforced and we had to abide by it. Um, but as everyone knows, there was light at the end of the tunnel. Things started moving back in the right direction. Uh, we were able to hire back a bunch of those folks, uh, bring them back in. And then others did accept positions with us in other uh, areas of the business because we are so multifaceted. Um, but it was, you know, extremely tough uh, and, and tough on both of us, tough on our family, tough on our work family. Um, but again, adversity always opens a door for something else. And, and I think that, you know, it certainly helps us, uh, with coping mechanisms and, and in our, uh, direction of the company and, and how we can better prepare for things like COVID-19 in the future. Yeah. I, um, I had a feeling that that was going to be one of what you had mentioned had just being in the restaurant industry and also retail. Um, definitely a difficult time and glad that you were able to pivot. And hopefully, I mean, gosh, like we'll never have to go through anything like that again, but um, all right. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. Yeah. Um, so what is one thing that you wish um, people knew about your business? I know that you had mentioned something earlier. Is there anything else that, that you wish that people knew? Uh, well, I, I think uh, contrary to popular belief, uh, you're, you're looking at the two people that make almost 100% of the decisions for our business. We are not a chain. Uh, we have a ton of people that walk in the store on a daily basis and say, hey, I, I think there's like a bunch of these up in Ohio or Pennsylvania or something, right? And no, no, there's not. There's, there's only two so far. 
Uh, and, and it's, you know, generally with not, not to mention our great staff, but it's generally Melissa and I, um, so it's, it's kind of funny that, uh, it seems that everyone thinks that we are some big conglomerate or some big chain, some big publicly traded company, um, which I guess is a compliment because it speaks well to the way that when people walk in, they, they have, they feel like it's a, a very professional, well put together business and it, and it looks as if I guess it could be a chain or a publicly traded company. So I guess we take that as a compliment, but we certainly want to, to ensure that everyone understands that we are uh, small business and, and we are locally owned. And yeah, there's something magic about people knowing that, you know, our kids are in there running around every day and the decisions we make are because um, we live here and we, we know the area and, and we're local um, and yeah, I think there's something that's special about that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it sounds like you have the best of both worlds because like you said, that professionalism, that brand that Anderson's is gives the impression that it's, it's something bigger, but then the way that it's run is by you two who live literally around the corner from, <laughs> from, you know, we have one an amazing of, staff. We have an amazing team. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, what is, this is like one of my favorite questions to ask. Uh, what is your favorite thing about Virginia beach? Like to do place to eat, um, place you like to go with your kids. I know there's probably a million. You have a list of a million, but <laughs> I would say we love where we live in Sandbridge. Um, so, I mean, we have, we have everything we could want right here, just with the bay and the ocean. Um, but as far as places to eat, we really try to support like other local, locally owned um, restaurants. So we love going to the Baja up here. Um, we love flip-flops, Blue Pete's, Redhead Bay. So if we're going out to eat with the, the girls, those are the places we try to hit. Yeah, you have so much around you. So much yeah. good food and... Um, no chains. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, so for any of our listeners that aren't already following your social media or have never been... Um, I actually was in a business meeting yesterday and, and Anderson's came up, um, you know, like it's yeah. everybody's, everybody's gone to Anderson. He was talking about bringing his kids there to play. And, um, but for anybody that hasn't, how can they find you? What, what, what's your website, um, social media accounts? Can you share that with our listeners? Sure. So our website's loveandersons.com and that links to the restaurant and everything else since we're all under one umbrella. Um, we do have different social media. So we have Love Andersons for um, the store and that's for that's for both of the locations. And then we have Love Sage Kitchen NN for the Newport News Sage Kitchen and Love Sage Kitchen VB for the Virginia Beach Sage Kitchen since we have different events at each one. Okay. Yeah. And that's another great, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, definitely follow their page. There's tons of events all the time. Um, so if you're looking for something fun to do, kid friendly, um, I know you guys are always posting things up there. So yes, we have some fun things coming up this yeah. summer. Yeah. Um, 
Well, it's been uh, really fun talking to you this morning and um, having you as a guest on the Good Neighbor podcast. So um, we'll link all that information to um, on this post so it's easily um, accessible to people. And we post this on our website. Um, but yeah, thank you again for sharing your morning with us. Thank yeah, you, thank Kim. You. Thanks for having us. Thanks for listening to the Good Neighbor Podcast, Virginia Beach. To nominate your favorite local businesses to be featured on the show, go to gnpvirginiabeach.com. That's gnpvirginiabeach.com. Or call 757-982-3690.